Hey everyone, welcome to Sir Inc.'s The Experience Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything kink. We only cater to adults 18 and above. So remember, this podcast is not safe for work, or as we like to say, NSF. Remember, you can always listen to us during your private time. Hello, kinky and kink curious folk out there. My name is Sir Inc. And on this podcast, I am going to discuss with you, are you living a life based upon your authentic self? Now, we have all been inundated with societal norms that may not work for us, our ideas, who we've come to understand as an adult, the things that we like um, mentally, physically, sexually, who we are. And sometimes you realize like, wow, um, who I am as a sexual being doesn't fit inside that box that society has created. And I think, it, you know, in this time right now with so much, uh, you know, since the sexual revolution, it's made people ask themselves what is for them. We all have urges and desires. And I think at this time in life, people are more equipped and, and more accepting of people differences. And so... A lot of it sometimes is religious based and you're trying to fit yourself in that box and you're trying to fit yourself in a box of what people have told us, what relationships are, and you may not be that person. And what happens is the more you try to squeeze yourself in that box, the higher rates of failure you you occur. And not only the higher rates of failure, but the more resentment you gain towards relationships and people and really the resentment is really not toward people we make it about people because it's a physical person that we can point to like them but really it's our ideas about relationships and who we are and we know if we fit inside certain boxes or not and if we try to wash away those urges, those desires, those wants of, and those needs of who we are and those things that cater to us with religion and try to say, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going to church. I'm going to the mosque. I'm going to, you know, whatever your spiritual religious, um, dynamic is you run to that and you pray or you, you, you know, you do your Hail Marys or whatever you do to reconcile your urges, your desires, your authentic self. You wash it, you try to wash it away in these spiritual systems, these religious systems, and it's just not enough. And what happens is, and, and what we can see from elderly people, the ones that speak very candid, the ones that are like, you're like, man, pe older people say the craziest things. No, they're just tired of not being able to express who they are. And they've gotten to a point where they don't care anymore. See, when you're in the middle or when you're earlier on in your life, you care about what people think about you. We care about uh, living a life based upon societal 
of standards. And I'm so thankful to be be here on this earth at a time where those norms are being shattered. There are some things that I agree with, some things I don't agree with, but guess what? I don't care if you're living your life in a way that I'm like, I don't agree with that, but I don't care. I don't care enough to talk bad about it. I'm like, listen, you want to do that? You do your thing. I'm not mad at you. Do what you do. As long as it doesn't affect me, fine. You know, you don't pay my bills. I don't pay your bills. So me having to control you or control your environment or care about that, I do not care. I'm all for people living their life. As long as you're being yourself, then feel no shame about that. And specifically about the lifestyle of BDSM, I think in this society, in this world that we're living in right now, with women being in positions of controlling their lives, which is a good thing. I think we have gotten away from how relationships function for long-term success. And what I mean by that is, okay, women are in the workforce, women are, are in more assertive roles, women are in more managerial roles, more supervisor roles, um, CEO, president roles, and those and, and all that's great. But no one ever gave us the guardrails of okay, you be the boss, but when you go home, there's still a balance there. And no matter if you're making more or making less, the roles in a home never really change. And yes, it's important that we all have roles so we don't cross into each other's lane. You know, I, I heard a guy on a podcast say, talking to another gentleman, and and he was like, listen, you know, your issue is you're at home sitting around and now you're doing things that your woman normally would do. She's agitated with you because you're in her way, but you think you're being helpful. And so not only as far as women, but men too. We need to get back to our roles as men and understanding how that works. It doesn't have to be perfect, but we have to understand what our role is. We have to understand how to control our home, how to nurture our women, how to negotiate with our women, know what to negotiate on, what not to negotiate on. And I've met just so many people that have said, since I found the power exchange dynamic, it has just been great for me. Um, I have a one guy, him and his lady, they've been together for a couple of years and they've been, uh, they've delved into the power exchange dynamic and they're both like, wow, we didn't know, you know, this existed until we, you know, found it and how they both had just fallen straight into it and it worked so well for them. 
she's in her divine feminine, he's in his divine masculine, and everything works. They're having fun. Sex is great. They get along well in the household. They don't step on each other's feet. Everyone knows their lane. Everyone knows what their role is. Everyone knows what their strengths and weaknesses are. This is one of the things that the power change dynamic makes you confront early on. Is what do you do? And how can I help you? And how can I, and how can you be help to me? Okay, now that we list those things out, how am I good in a relationship? What do I bring to the table? Now, then what do you bring to the table? Now, how do we put that together? That's different for John and Cindy than it is John and Sarah. It's different for Pam and Sam than it is Pam and Nathan, right? So it's all about, and that is the, that is the, the negotiation part that is so crucial in power exchanges. And I think this is why people that are in the power exchange dynamic in a healthy way, in a mental, spiritual, and physical healthy way have found it to be so beneficial because you do not leave certain things untouched, unspoken on. You don't run into certain roadblocks because you're dealing with it early on. You know, again, I always say it takes me at least two years to really get to know someone, to know, I hear what you tell me about yourself, but I need to see how that plays out. I need to see how that plays out with me being involved. I need to know how I can, you know, how do how do you fit in my life? And how do I fit in your life? Am I beneficial to you? Or am I just here taking up space? I don't want to be, I don't want to take up space. I wouldn't want someone to be in my life and taking up space. I want it to be beneficial. And this is the thing about dominant men, men that are into the power exchange. We understand that we want to serve. We love relationships and making, making them work, seeing them work. Being with a feminine woman, taking her out, showing her a good time, or even being in that moment of she knows what to order for me. I won't say anything. That's being in sync with your partner where you don't have to say anything. She already knows or he already knows. So we can go out and I'll order for her or she can order for me automatically. I might discuss what I see on the menu, what I like. She already knows what I like to drink. She already knows my favorite drink and how I want it served. But I might say, you know, I want this and that I won't say anything else. The waitress or the waiter comes to the table and she's ordering for us or I'm ordering for us. Those are things that happen when you're in a power exchange. And that's simple. That's simple. And we can even talk about sexual desires, you know, 
um, we can mix in polyamorous, right? And you have a power exchange. And I talked to Dr. Lori about this on her podcast about voyeurism and how, you know, there's guys who, for the power exchange, they like to have a woman and be able to use her as they see fit, even if that means letting someone else touch her, letting someone else have sex with her, letting someone else um, do something to her in a session. This is all power exchange. Now, for your average guy, vanilla, hell no, he's not going for that. But when you have this power exchange and you come in and she has desires of having more than one partner that satisfies her sexual desires, and you're a guy who's into sharing your lover that works but then there's guidelines around that he so chooses who she touches and who she doesn't touch now there's a lot of people that can't understand that because we're taught to to possess a person to the point of no one can look at her no one can touch her this is absolutely ridiculous to some of us but we all understand where you're coming from we all completely understand that mindset but also, you know, that voyeurism, those are things that you discuss early. And how does that look? How does that work? And you discuss those things and then you see how that works when you actually play them out. Because there's a lot of people that talk about this and that and they negotiate their way into a situation because they just want the person. But who you really are comes out regardless. All, those things are going to come out. Trust me, those things are going to come out when actual life takes place. This is why I say give me two years to really see a person in my life to see how those situations manifest and we work through them. All kind of different situations, even how you're dealing with your work life. How do you deal with kids or family? You know, these are core things that I look at to see the type of person you are. What are you dedicated to? What are you what are what are your disciplines? You know, do you keep your room neat or not? You know, if you if a person doesn't keep a clean room, that's something you want to know before you move in with them. If you're the type of person that's clean, because then you come with a solution of order. Now, that might work in the bedroom, but in someone's office, organization may not work because some people in their office operate out of organized confusion. They know where everything is that they want to get to. It just looks confusing to you, but it's their system. But now in the bedroom, that might be different because that's a shared space, right? So you may be a stickler for organization. They may not. But they may not care if you clean up the room. That's great. Or however you have a handle, if you have a maid, whatever. Or you come to an agreement on how y'all going to do things. But that's what makes the DS dynamic so great. Because you don't live with regret. You're free to a degree. You're free to explore your ideas. And you don't lie about them. You don't hide your desires. You don't hide your wants and your needs. You discuss them maturely with your partner. It's great. 
is great. And so I encourage women, if you're looking for a dominant man, I would just encourage you to engage dominant men and just talk to them. Talk to them about what it is that dominant men look for in a partner. Ask them about their processes, their mental processing. You need to know those things so you're not blindly just looking for a guy and run into all the wrong guys. You run into the wrong guys because you have a cookie cutter, you have a cookie cutout of what you think a dominant man is, but you really don't know the ingredients that goes into the cookie. So you want to talk to a dominant man to understand the ingredients that's in him, that's in dominant men. There are certain things that are particulars to each man, but then there are very there are things that are very common in all men that are alpha males, that are dominant men, that are nurturing men, that are men that care, that are men that don't want to be liars or be known as liars, cheaters, and, and so on and so forth. These men walk with confidence. They don't walk with hiding anything. They don't mind discussing things with you in a, in a reasonable manner without getting upset, without feeling like they're being challenged or anything like that who can talk intelligently, who's not intimidated by you if you have a stronger vocabulary than them. Like, I don't care how you say things, whether you're using, you know, a very high vocabulary or you're using a vulgar, uh, vulgar words in your conversation, as long as your intent is correct and your tone is correct. If there's something being said that I don't understand, I will ask you to clarify that, right? If you say something that may be above my head, then I'll ask you to clarify that. Break that down for me. Bring that down, you know, bring that bring that steak down, smash it into a Gerber's, a Gerber's jar and, and spoon feed it to me, please. I just need that to be a little more simple. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. We also have to remember that people will use language as a way of manipulation. And so if you're ever at a point where you don't understand something, please ask for clarification. Ask them to dumb it down so you can understand clearly and completely. My stepbrother once told me, who is an educator, English is a language based on deception. That's why you have all these legal contracts. You got to have lawyers for lawyers, the lawyers for lawyers, tax tax lawyers for tax purposes, all these kind of things for for legal jargon because it's all deceptive. You know, you got all these disclaimers, it's, you know, it's like all these big, you know, these words and fine print and all that. And you feel like, man, I need a lawyer to understand this stuff. What was the reason for that? Because they want this kind of deceptive language of your responsibilities in there. So when something goes awry and you want to hold their hold their hold them accountable for it, they're like, I, I, I. 
Did you read the details? Did you understand what you signed on to? And look, I get it. It's just like downloading the app. You just agree. Do you agree to yeah, I agree? You didn't read the you didn't read what the app was about or the disclaimers. Most of us don't even read the disclaimers that's on the back of a ticket when you go to a sporting event or a concert. There's all kind of liabilities that you're signing off on to to allow the 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 the, the space the concert hall or the stadium off the hook if something happens to you while you're there. I challenge you to read any, you know, um, disclaimer on the back of a ticket when you're going to a concert. It's all kind of stuff that you sign off on. A lot of these apps, oh, this app allows them to send your information to this, that, and the other. And we wonder why if you talk to your friend about um, uh, going to school next thing you know you know you're on one app talking about hey man I'm thinking about going back to school do you go on Facebook or or Instagram and you're seeing advertisements for schools in your area for the degree that you had just talked about and a whole other, whole other app so these are things that you know I hate to get sidetracked on that but again language is important communication is important but the first communication that has to happen is between your mind and your spirit. Your mind and your spirit have to agree on what are the things that are you. And should you have to hide those things with who you're going to be in a relationship with? We're not going to talk about going to work. When you're in certain environments, like work, around family, there's certain things that you just can't, you just can't express. You can't expose, right? You can't go to work with a, with a, you may not be able to go to work with a collar around your neck. You know, you may not be able to go to work with some, uh, you know, with some kind of leather on that speaks to the lifestyle or some latex, right? So, of course, within reason. But when you come home and you're with your partner, with your family, like this is who you are. And there are ways to be in the lifestyle in a, in a power exchange dynamic in front of your family that doesn't, that they don't have to see a collar, but it's in your behavior, the way y'all treat one another, the way you both serve one another, the way you both nurture one another. It'll be apparent and it'll be different. It'll be very different. And so I'm just challenging people to think about who you are. Have that conversation between your mind and your spirit. And then look at your choices. And then look at the choices that you want to make for yourself and figure it out. Because the last thing you want to do is be like these older people, these elderly people that are living with regret because they didn't take chances, whether it be to own their own business or just to live life the way they know it should have been lived for them because they were trying to satisfy their mother, their father, their church family or their, you know, their mosque or whatever the case may be. They were living a life based upon what other people wanted for them and not what they wanted for themselves. I've dated several women whose mothers were living through them, dictating their choices, which ultimately 
affected our relationship, why it didn't last. And now that we're older, they look back on that and totally have regret on allowing their mothers who are miserable in their own relationships or lack thereof to live through them. It is unfair to impose your ideas on other people's lives. Allow people to live their lives and live your best life. Anytime someone is trying to dictate your choices, that is parent, that's your parent, they're just unhappy or bored with their damn life. And I wouldn't allow any parent or parental figure in my life to dictate how I'm living. They don't take care of me. I'm living my own life. I take care of myself. I'm my own boss. No one can dictate life to me other than myself or my clients. Right? So I I, I have a different view on life because I've always known that I didn't want to do what everyone else wants to do. I've always seen something different. I've always kind of went against the grain, maybe a little bit black sheep. And people will have comments about it, say things about it, disagree with it. But then when they see you have success, when they see that you own your own business, taking care of your family, being a man, being a man like the men before you, now everybody's like, oh, I always knew he was going to do it, la, la, la. Yeah, people always want to join on once the success is there. But in those times when it was doubt, they weren't supportive. And that's fine. That's, that's, that's basic human behavior. People are not going to support what they don't understand. People are not going to support chances that they would not take themselves. So, again, understand who you are. Have that conversation within yourself. And then make choices based upon that. Know that whoever you're with, whether it be a vanilla relationship, a power exchange relationship, no matter what the relationship is, gay, straight, whatever, being your authentic self will yield you the best outcome. Whether that means you end up married or with a life partner or by yourself. When you close your eyes, you want to know that the life that you're living or the life that you lived is based upon who you are and not the ideas of others. I want to thank you guys again for listening to me. You know where you can find me, Sir Inc. on Instagram, Sir Inc. The Experience on Facebook kingspace.net come join that community there's a lot going on i would implore you guys to check out dr Lori bisbee on instagram i've been attending some of her online play parties they have absolutely been fantastic erotic poetry readings erotic stories um, you get to see different sessions you get to learn how different things are done as far as wax play, as far as needle play, as far as um, proper spankings. Um, and these uh, other groups are all mixed race. You know, so you have people of color, you have non-people of color. It's just a group effort. No one is left out. Um, you don't have to feel like, well, that's just, you know, 
it's just going to be all white people there. So I don't, you know, I may not really resonate with that. No, no, no. There's people of color. There's white people. There's Asians. There's Latinos. You know, I mean, it's people, it's, it's people of all ilks from all over the world that's joining on in on this platform to, you know, to attend an online play party. It's complete voyeurism, right? And uh, it's just a good situation. And the money goes to supporting Dr. Lloyd Bisbee wanting to create a permanent platform where people can host online play sessions and play parties and and learn and share knowledge. So I'm encouraging people to check her out. Thank you for listening. Sir Inc. Peace. That was quite an experience, wasn't it? Tune in again for a fresh release of Sir Inc.'s The Experience Podcast.